funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. All right. Bus stop so, 21. Go ahead. <laughs> no, hey, when we're growing up and going, was it elementary or was it or was it high, uh, junior high when we started doing that? Uh, when we started to play basketball at I the think bus stop. Elementary for, oh, no, no. That was middle school because was, we didn't had, need a bus to go school. to, yeah, elementary. So, yeah, middle school, seventh grade. I mean, I still needed a bus to get to, to Butler, but it was like, it was such oh. a small, it was like a, a internal, you know, small one because we're kids. Yeah. That walk would have felt like forever, right? Yeah, because um, that, that time. was isolated by itself in the market. Yeah. <laughs> right? But um, it, it became a weird canis part thing that we grew up around when we grew up where it was like, we would get ready. Mm-hmm. And I think even some of the high schoolers would do that. That's what happened too. I think because yeah. the high schoolers had to leave earlier, and yeah, we would like get up early and, and there and shit and like playing ball in the yeah. morning. Like, what the fuck is going? This is like a full on five on five right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we'd get up early in the morning, go get to the bus stop because like we got uh, we got enough time to play a couple like at least one quick game in. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for and sure. It was it was like almost every dude like it got like where. I wanted to say it got to a point where like people from different bus stops started to come just to play. It felt like there was a lot of people there for fucking, you know, 630 in the morning and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like playing hoops. 630 in the morning. Like, Even for me, yeah, walking. I'm like, that's a far ass walk. But I mean, at that time, I'm just like, I just want to kick it and play ball. Like, this is yeah. fun. So, so what it? made you like, yeah. Like, so, I mean, we talked about it off, off uh, I guess, recording or whatever off camera. Yeah. Uh, but what made you what made you decide to start walking down there? What, what was a determining factor? Like, did, did you find out we were playing or how, how, how what do you remember? I, va- I vaguely remember it, to be quite honest, because uh, okay. I just I remember. I mean, we were already in from like sixth grade. We were already in that whole mode of, you know, like kind of getting playing playing basketball. It was so far to the point mm-hmm. when, when we're hanging out, we're just playing ball some way, somehow. You know, whether it's at Mark's yeah. house, dunking on each other and, you know, trying to wear his yes. jerseys. Like, hey, yo, let me do the Scorpion Deathlock for 10 seconds. And then you could borrow my Larry Johnson jersey. I was like, you know what I said? But it was always we were somehow surrounded by balls. So however, basketball, you know, kind of entered my life at that time. And then how we all connected, I think going into those summer days from like probably sixth grade to seventh grade, I think we were just that was the everyday playing basketball shit where I, I had a hoop in my backyard. So I wake up, get my shots in, figure out where we're meeting at and then, you know, go with whatever park. And then depending on who's available, I remember just playing games of 21 all the time. Like just constantly. You crack me up when you say that. Cause a couple things I remember we we just brought up was the mark. Right. And the dunk contest that we have, oh, we used my. to have dunk contests. Oh, and I remember that I think back at it, I was like, "Yo, Ryan was the you you were the most smoothest of the dunk contest. Didn't oh. have the as much hot, but I mean, but the the coordination because oh, I remember John tried to do it. He was like, "Hello," and I was uh, too much power, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're you're more he more had the better uh, finesse of it, you know. I was more I was more like a Larry Johnson type. Of dunk yeah, you was doing like, some ah. in game dunks. I was like. This yeah. fool just did a two-handed power dunk. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was just growing up watching all those fucking, you know, those videos of like, you know, dunk. And your dance routines, dude. I mean, but, I was already dancing also, too. Yeah. But what also, what also reminded me? Sorry, but it was, it was a uh, because I forgot about you having that actual dope ass rim 
which I was surprised we didn't. Oh, now I know why we didn't. A couple reasons we didn't go play there. Um, two, the backyard was weirdly designed to really play back there. Oh, compared to even Marks, you know. So, yeah. but what I what I definitely definitely remember when you brought that up about you having the hoop was was when when we used to try to be like dunk on each other and I and I and you're like go against Henry. I was like, oh hell, no. <laughs> I, um, and I like. I almost blocked his shot and I had my hand up there because he was 400 pounds. My wrist went all the way back, dude. I think I was broken at that time. That was. We was intense back then. We was really trying to really dunk on each other like that. And I don't know what that is. That is some kind of carnal. Hormones, angry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it felt good to attempt to dip on each other. I think we were ducking on like an eight foot rim with the small basketball you get at like the arcade. I remember that shit. Um, but I don't know what compelled me to walk all the way down. I just know that. See, this is where I, it's kind of what we were talking about off camera, like that time of our life, kind of that that purity, that uh, that just instinctual living life, like we were just living. Like I can't remember what was going on the day before, and I definitely wasn't looking forward to the future. It was just wake up, oh, get ready, watch some watch yeah. some dunk highlights, and then right. yo, what's up? Where are you guys? Where are you guys gonna be at? Where, you guys, I don't, I don't even remember how those things kind of came up. To be honest, I, don't, I just I don't, remember I don't, you guys would be remember. playing ball, and I just remember yeah, walking hey. down there. I'm like, I'm fucking coming down here, get some, get some shots in, and I'm not gonna be the second to last fucking motherfucker picked up because me and John would be, you know, at the same bus stop, um, and then because he used to be at the bus stop before, but when they moved, then we was across from yeah. each other. So it was like, all right, cool. So yeah, I used to scale it was, that. It was fucking, weird. Yeah. You know, it was just like, it, like there was a weird rule, but I remember you guys were like, fucking, we'll just walk across across the street like it was two different bus stops but he was just like walking yeah the it was fucking it was dumb. like the dumbest it was the weirdest thing it was like okay yeah. right these weird logic but for a while you would come down and we'll get a get in yeah. and, and you're like nah but i just remember it being like like just even people who didn't even play basketball anymore like some people who are doctors now they're like <laughs> it was almost every dude that was Good. in that that was like tried to play sports was playing yeah. basketball in the morning at that park before yeah. we went went to school that was the biggest at least for the route that was the biggest drop off that's where most people got off you know what i'm saying so and most people got on the bus at that stop because before that the bus is pretty empty go to camus shit who knows how many motherfuckers is there at this moment <laughs> but it's the bus so it could be the entire bus just there at that stop where the next couple yeah. stops you're picking up like one two people that one would at least be three four five six i don't know how many motherfuckers on that stop um but yeah hey and i don't know if people experience that but i know for sure that that was like the world at that point like that was so carnal it was so instinctual it was just very it felt natural to just get up and do that and just be immersed in it. I didn't know the fucking time of day. All I knew was it's dark and it's light. And then I remember eating maybe once. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If yes, and being okay. Or if you ate something Chilling. bad, you would, you would bounce back. Your Chilling. bounce back was strong. Chilling. I don't even remember even really dr- – I remember drinking out of the fucking fountain, you know, that crusty yeah, fountain. Yeah, the nasty, the crusty-ass – yeah. yeah. And it, but it, for some reason, I remember thinking like – that felt so good with the sand in it. I don't know. It was like it, it, natural it for minerals. Me was like I was like the mineral, the extra minerals, yeah. and then have the the monkey bar or whatever. You know. Uh, I remember when motherfuckers. Dude. I remember when some of those days motherfuckers just be playing hot lava 
<laughs> like what? We ain't even playing ball. <laughs> yeah. We just playing hot yeah. lava. Hot lava. Oh yeah, I forgot because there be there be mornings where because uh, it was this weird little dewy thing that dropped in the morning during spring or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we would have like a war where we would throw it at each other, like yeah. go, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. Oh my God! Now you, oh, you're really bringing back some. Yeah, but I don't know who introduced that. I just remember that being so. It was, I don't know. It's very unique, you know, to our thing. Because think about it. That's like a new housing development, you know, or at least newest. And we're going to a school hella far, so it forces this idea of a bus stop, which is, you know, you don't ever see bus stops popping like that. Like maybe yeah, around not, other places, know, but I don't out know here. anymore. Like this, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't so know anymore, right? it was somehow just this very unique situation for the time. I don't think you could have ever really. I don't know how common that is because think about it. We had we were so new that there wasn't a middle school to service us, based yeah. on how they divided the you know community. Um, so yeah, just to have that and then to you know have basketball join this whole neighborhood idea, but. That I think that shows more about you know basketball and its placement in popular culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we talk about especially, especially during our our time, right? Like it really blew. Like it start. I mean, it's, this is blowing up more, but it's like like that time, including your brother, was like the spearhead of the the beginning parts of the, the popularity of basketball. Really getting to where it's at now, and now it's definitely more market opposed to what I feel like we when we grew up I mean the great the game is great it's just it it's definitely different but oh, yeah you know I mean the other day I saw Kyrie cross someone up and use the handles it's like and all I could be like oh my god this dude's it is crazy unparalleled I, I think what we saw is we were seeing like NBA dudes like veterans um and then college players that came out at year four you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they would come into the league yeah. at age 24, 25, maybe. And mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of insert themselves and start playing. I mean, notable rookies like that Grant Hill, Chris Weber era, shit like mm-hmm. that. Like out the outset, you're like, damn, these motherfuckers. But in college, you're like, yo, you followed their career for four years. And then if you were really mm-hmm. in the shit, you're seeing and talking and reading articles about them playing, you know, fucking high school ball. You know what I'm saying? Athlon yeah. sports or slam will have a, you know, that's how I got yeah. hit the Kobe and Steph and all them. Cause they had like a little and, rookie and, diary and, situation. And I was like, Oh cool. The, yeah. Steph, I think Steph was one of the first ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say Steph was, was either ones. one of the first ones, if not the first one. Yeah. Uh, I got a slam X I, I got some, well, I, I got, I got, I got some, I mean, I don't yeah. have any of that time. Right. But I have some still, my mom's like, you know, I'm like, why am I keeping these? But uh, anyway, I remember in that one of them you showed me, and I, I went back and I remember reading about a five, 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 six LA point guard by the name of Baron Davis. Mm-hmm. And you're the, I think you were the first one that ever told me about it. Was like, mm-hmm. yo, this guy is supposedly like nasty. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how you, you were the, you were the, you were the basketball historian at one point. Man, I saw one clip of him dunk on somebody, and I was like, that's a six three power forward like i was confused because he was massive but he was quick and his handles were ill so the one footage i saw and it was like clear as day in my head he was grabbed a board or something ran down you know fucking got in there weaved in and just fucking dipped on somebody i was like that looks like a charles barkley highlight from when he was on the sixers but with like gp handles or some shit like 
running down the floor. I was like, what the, f- what is this? And then I read up on them and I was like, oh, this was going to UCLA, UCLA. Oh, this was nice. Six, three, two, 15, 220. I'm like, this is like, like a fullback. <laughs> yeah, he was, I was like, this dude should have been playing like a, a running back or linebacker, man. He's one of the most slept on players, I think during that whole time i mean but that was also during the time of the transition from you know mitchell and ness jerseys to wearing suits so uh, NBA yeah, was going yeah, quite yeah. A change. it was Clearly. going yeah going. and then even the league now like like he's what like i think i said this before and one of the pot he was like the precursor to what the league is now hmm. with with point guards or whatever but i also wanted to say you had brought up um what was it? it was something about uh well you were talking about how players would be four years in and they get into nba right and and it it triggered something for me because like I what I hate right now when we do comparisons to people is I hate when they used to say a player at a certain age how good is this person at a certain age like when you when you come out of high school it should it shouldn't even like I even say this all the time to another friend of mine who's a basketball or just a sports almanac you can't compare the age you have to compare the mileage aka the years that they were in the league. And that would give you a better reference because, because the mileage to me matters more than the age, you know, because if you played, you know, you came in at 18 and you played 82 games, right? Well, that's two years equivalent almost, maybe not knowledge because it's so quick, but that's two years equivalent of you playing college total games yeah, and more, True, you know? Almost three, if you include preseason and possible playoffs. You know, because the average uh, average college season is probably 31, 32. You know? Yeah. And you're looking at, and you're looking at that, so you're like, because you can't really say the age, you know? But I also think, too, I also think, too, that I also think, too, that that, that generation of, of the older generation, I think they are in a weird way older like they could have been 22 but they're older because of the but because of how life was at that time the amount of responsibilities that they had to learn at a younger age you know like like how how tough life was you know and that's just a, an assumption but i i think that there's a, a certain age that people especially well i think right now it's also going like a a curve where now the younger people are having more experience because of knowledge, internet, lack of uh, like, not parenting, but now it's like, do what you gotta do. They, they're they growing up faster too, because of all that shit too now, you know? But the hardship back in the day was pretty tough. You, you, you were exposed to things a lot faster as far as maturing, hmm. you know? Yeah, life was definitely a different, uh circumstance i think for a lot of sports athletes back then i mean think about it no social media um no kind of press following you except for basketball press if it ever gets out so there's a certain Mm -hmm. you know private side to being a basketball player up until that point um but then also you're kind of somewhat normal then even though you're a big man on campus so it's almost like an extension of high school possibly to some degree you know if you're the head honcho in the college game then you get seen in national playing time and that's legit because then back then you're talking about like, oh, if you're a freshman going up against Duke, you're going up against Christian Leitner, you're going up against Grant Hill, uh, Bobby Hurley, like 
and they're already three years playing together under Coach K's offense. You're like, mm-hmm. damn. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and then you're playing on national television. So, and that's the first time sometimes somebody's seeing you or, or, or hearing about you. Yeah. And then, you know, unless you're really trying to scan for information, where today, and I think this is what's interesting about today's game. Like I always say, these motherfuckers are creative players, 99 everything. On the weirdest shit, you're like, oh, right. seven three, three points, ninety nine. Like, mother, what? Oh, um, I'm Jokic. Oh, your passing is gonna be ninety nine. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Ungodly. And they're really doing. Yeah. yeah. So I like that aspect where it's kind of it's more to the a game that I think we're more accustomed to, where it's like, oh, everybody in the court, it's like, yeah, there's a center, but everybody's like, you know, we're kind of just playing this run and gun style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's like, yo, we're just you know, matching up and just skill versus skill. Everybody kind of can do what they can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where back then, maybe there was a bigger emphasis on team because I, I think about this. I'm like, instead of comparing like the superstars versus superstars, I would be more fascinated by, all right, let's compare benches. And then that's maybe a better indicator of like the league as a, as a, a whole and respectively in each, you know, each era. You got yeah. ten, where it seems like I don't know. I guess it seems like the same because, like, Bulls bench, for instance, in like the '90s, right? You got uh, Paxson if you're going the later route. Paxson on the bench, veteran point guard. I'm like, okay. Then you got you know Stacy King. Uh, I don't know. That was the first run. You got like Dickie Simpson, Randy Brown, Steve Kerr. Um, so that profile is more like a Lakers team in today's game, right? They got a Hall of Famer sitting on the bench, you know, or coming off the bench. So I was like, okay, I could see that skill to skill. I think if anything, I mean, let, dude, old school games, they were just a lot slower too, you know. Where yeah, like, I mean, with t- time management, whatever, and yeah. Actually, hopefully, hopefully, you're watching the HBO um, Winning Time. I am. I am uh, caught up to start- date. That is a fascinating uh, documentary. I- what do you think? You're a Lakers fan? Go. Oh, I'm a I'm a Lakers fan. We're, it's it's like a weird like it's a mockumentary thick type of thing where you know obviously some of it is written up, but I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying the ridiculousness and I'm enjoying like just the like there's certain things I didn't know you know like certain like you know like like I said there's just there's just a time where all of a sudden consciousness begins right to what I knew was. I knew I knew Magic Johnson, I knew Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, and I knew Pat Riley, and I did not know about the the coach beforehand. Mm, and I, I had to look it up. I was like, I was I had to look it up. It's like, and I, and then I, I was like, well, I, I looked it up and I and I saw that he did only coach a certain amount of games, and I was just like, I was like, what did he get mad and quit? And then I didn't look it up further than that. And then when I saw the last episode, whoever cares, spoiler alert. I guess he got in a bike accident. So I had to look it up. I was like, is this real? And he really did. Yeah. But then it makes me, but but because of what happened with uh, Tarkanian, right? I'm like, those were some wild, wild west times and a little bit medieval times where it was like, something happened to him? Mm. You know, was it really that? Like, what happened, you know? Yeah. What how you, much what of it's drama about? versus how much of it's like a... Are they insinuating that, or is that just kind of fodder and fun dramatization to kind of throw that in? Well, yeah, you know some, something. I think, I think, I think a lot of things are dramatization because, like, I'm, I was like, for the first maybe our episode one and two, 
I was in tears of the portrayal of Jerry West just because he never seemed to be that type of person, but how angry he was and everything in it. Like, I absolutely was crying because it was like breaking everything and just whatever. I was like, and then I had to look up, I was like, did he not want magic? Because to me, Jerry West, and, and, and I, did I ever tell you I got to talk to him at a, a basketball camp? I think so. Not sure if you shared it yeah. on recording. Uh, uh, well, I, I will say I will say that Jerry West to me is like one of the greatest GMs, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of the greatest basketball minds. Like I know people wanted to change the Jordan for the logo. I'm like, ah, keep it Jerry West. One, 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 because like I'm a Laker fan. And I'm like, you know, my own little, uh, you know, like Lakers bias. everything. But it's like, hey, bias, yeah. My bias too is like, yo, like. Lakers are one of the most notorious teams in in basketball, right? Good, bad, and different. Um, you know, and he was supposedly super lights out, like, like, like I said, so good that he was an MVP in a losing run. Oh, you know, I got a question: Is this before based off point, a book? Before three point. Is this based, it's based off, off of a book? book? Yeah, it's based off of a book. Yeah, who's that was the, written. Who's the author? I'll have to look it up. I don't know it right now. But it, you know the like, relation to the team? Is it more like supposedly he was a he was a writer and he got access to certain things at that time? Okay, and wrote a book and then it's based off a book and some things are changed and some things are not. But yeah. like the whole the whole like um, Jerry Buss stuff has me weak. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool, though, because I only remember, I mean, following, you know, parts of the game in certain eras, Jerry Buss has always been just that character. But then to see him kind of depicted, whether it's true or not, it's fascinating because it at least gives an an idea. um, And then however far you want to go deep into that, but it just kind of gives a brief idea overview of what he was like, because, you know, in his older years, you're like, this fool looks like he looks like a character in a movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he and, he was, and he was, and he yeah, was, like, and he Donald was. Trump yeah. I was like, and he, yeah, and he combed <laughs> it over, and he, and he was, and he was yeah. like, because I, I remember like rumors about him going to the Playboy Mansion all the damn time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and then and then like you know seeing Genie and because I, I I I didn't I mean asterisk it's not like I hung out with her but I met Genie at Comic Con took a picture uh-huh. with her right yeah uh, and she's like I was like. uh She's like, I can't talk about free agency. I was like, okay. I was like, I hope we do well and we we get that person. Because I think it was probably the summer where they were going to try to get LeBron. Oh, shit. That was like recently. It, it was like 2017, 2018, you know, oh, before nice. I had to open heart sur- surgery or whatnot. Um, hmm. um, but yeah, so. Yeah, see, you're uh, depicted in the show. You're like. What? Well, it was like, well, it was like her depicted, and then seeing her father like that. I'm pretty sure she knows all that stuff that goes on, and had to see a lot of things going on with you know uh, NBA players and oh, of course, and the scandals of drugs or whatever. You know, I think it's just what everybody already you know kind of knew to some degree, but then the people that are watching it or how they filmed it, you're kind of like, this gives it a visual now. I mean, fact or not, I think whatever is going to be displayed on this show will be kind of treated as roughly the truth, whatever that is, loosely the truth, you know? And I'm like, that is kind of what we suspected. It's just kind of seeing it now. It's interesting to see the reactions. 
because uh, you know those kind of things are starting to leak out like oh jerry west's response or uh magic uh, tmz interview uh about the doc so it's like okay that's why i questioned like who wrote it and then i was like oh that's kind of are we gonna have multiple versions of this and then yeah, are we gonna see this magic, for boston yeah. ma- ma- magic magic's gonna have one for that i mean if they do it for boston would i watch it maybe not i feel like i feel you don't think so even bring it up oh maybe i like it's because I absolutely, I absolutely love the part where he talks to Red Auerbach and was oh, like, "Oh yeah, I can see I'm that. I'm coming for you." You know what I'm saying? I can see that. And, before and that, the, that's who the Lakers, you know, the nemesis, you know. Dude, they never, they never beat Boston until the '80s. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that until I was looking something up. I was like, I, I forgot where it was, but I was, I looked it up and I was like, it wasn't until Magic Johnson played them in the '80s. They they never beat Boston. They only beat Boston a total of four times in the championship. What was the NBA like back then, man? Because you got to think they're not making revenue. So how casual is the you know the games and you know can't like what was what was it really like that that era? Because I I haven't done research past that. I'm more of an '80s kind of at the least some 70s but i'm more 80s 80s 90s 2000 like so my 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 history and my knowledge is kind of muddled at that time i'm not super historian that far back but i could just imagine because you got to think aba too so imagine in today's world if there was an aba that happened you know like how we had the n1 kind of revolution or the xfl yeah like imagine like because i mean think about it when the big three came out right yeah, when Big Three came out, it was kind of, you know, we'll see what happens. It's, oh, it's cool, kind of novelty, but it's had some staying power, you know, and they're lowering the age. Right? Yeah, exactly. And they're lowering the age. It started at like 31 is the minimum. Now it's like 25, 24, 22. Rule, you, had, you, had, you had to play, you had to play the NBA or be expert. Uh, I like? think so. At, the, at first, I think that was the thing. And then later it became maybe college. Or okay. some NBA, like even G League or European, maybe. It's weird because when I watched it and it had to be an age and older, I was watching. I was like, man, all you do is asking these old players to get injured. Because then Jay Will got injured. I was like, man, these dudes like you. Because I only say that just saying like I know me is like when you get you get out there in basketball, right, and then you start to be like, all right, all right, all right, and then you 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 feel like your body can do what you used to can do, and you can do it, and then all of a sudden you're getting injured. You know what I'm saying? True. Because of the competition or whatever, you know, because they're yeah. competitive people. That's true. You know? I mean, I get it. Everybody, everybody's competitive. I, I but I, I think some people don't handle it good in a certain way. Mm. You know, but um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like the whole, like when I look at it, like the because they were talking about the NBA was falling apart. It was too, you know, and in the first episode, which I loved how they did it artistically, it's like, oh, it's too rough. It's too whatever. It was like black, black, black. You oh, know, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I, I mean, like, and I. Kind they were doing more of that in the later episodes because it kind of went away from that like mm-hmm. the the code or the other things you know mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah the, the the NBA was going away away it was down you know but then obviously the one of the greatest most watched basketball college basketball game of all time mm-hmm. I think it's still I think it's still number one I would say so it's still um, a lasting impression for sure yeah, of magic and bird, and that just trickles in, which could be, you know, it could be like you said, WWE at the time. Like, how could we do this? You know, 
Like how how in the world like you you literally like I was like I was like I didn't even I didn't even know Jerry Buss bought it the same year Magic Johnson did, and no wonder why Magic Johnson and the Buss family literally like Magic Johnson, even though he's lately been dry snitching on like the Lakers and what's going on, and, and he may actually become become a problem for people to come to LA because of all the, the things ridicule. he says. Yeah, yeah, all the ridicule he says, right? Yeah. Because you can't say anything about him because Magic Johnson owns half of L.A., right? Yeah, he's untouchable. As he should. He's an As he should. <laughs> As he should, right? But then yeah. it's like, because he has so much to say that sometimes, like, now you're not going to be able to draw in other stars. He's like, man, fuck this, man. You know? I mean, and, and they say I, that I think about that New York and Boston to some degree. Philadelphia, they say, like, hey, man, that's hard to fucking play there. You know, media's no, on your dude, ass all day. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Dude, and I know I'm veering off from the show, but uh, oh, like I was listening. I'm, I'm watching ESPN, and, and it's like for the last couple of days, it's been dogging the Lakers out about like oh blah blah, and, and dogging LeBron out. And I was like, I, I, at this point in time, I'm like, I don't understand why you guys are mad. You've talked it to death. You already knew this was happening. This is one of the worst years for a team like this for the Lakers. And, and all it is is just feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And there's a part of me is like, there's it's a bad year. It's it's a terrible year. Injuries, lack of uh, cohesion, cohesion, chemistry. bad bad coaching, yeah. all types of stuff, right? Yeah. But but because it's L.A., right? It's a certain thing. But then I'm going on social media and I see my friends that I went to high school in Cajon be like, oh, they're 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 dogging out LeBron, they're dogging out Westbrook or whatever. And I think to myself, it's like, you know what? Actually, it was today. I was thinking, like, man, I'm actually disgusted with Laker fans. We are so we're so spoiled of greatness that the moment someone who like LeBron is fucking great doesn't do what you think he needs to do, he's whack. And it's like, yo, he will fucking shit on seventy percent of all time great Lakers. Yeah, L.A. fans. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, but I think this. I think this. Uh, but it's the same thing with like I would say probably East Coast fans because uh, yeah, like East Coast fans are supposed to be really fanatical, from what I hear. I mean, I would say New York laid the blueprint out for you know, uh, well, not the LA vibe. That's more of a natural thing. Well, I mean, either way, there is some kind of mystique with the Garden, and there's some kind of mystique with New York media. Um, you know, like the Jeremy Lin controversy when you know Knicks were you know out there and the the public eye when they were surging with the you know Lamelo Lynn Stoudemire that whole squad, um, you know and how much scrutiny that was going on there you know through the media because they did they did scrutinize the fuck out of Stephon Marbury. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, maybe maybe he brought it on himself or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it was like that's what I'm saying. The media is gonna eat you up out there. Uh, I think maybe Boston gets it to some degree, but. not like those big markets. Uh, I don't know. It, Boston was bad for a very long time for people to like. And I'm gonna talk about long from '90s. Oh yeah. To about about until about 2003 or 2004, four, where they, they won their first. Yeah. With the doctor. When they start to actually get good or whatever, you know, yeah. and then the Black Irish. They were, they, <laughs> yeah, they were they were they were they were in the doghouse for a very long time. So oh, yeah. it, it gave up the mystique of the Celtic stuff, you mm-hmm. know. That had to be remixed into today's Celtics, but yeah, it definitely they lost their glory, and that took a while for them to get back into contention. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was during the D Brown, Dino Raja era, like Eric Montrose, Retread, you know, uh-huh. Antoine Walker. Of, uh, Walker, right? With yeah. the, the beginning stages of, of Professor Clump, Paul Pierce. Yeah. He was, he, <laughs> I only call him that because he's like one of the most out of shape looking athletes ever seen you know <laughs> i mean but, but that's that 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 gives credence to like his skill set man like his longevity because i remember watching him at kansas during that you know that championship road the i think he was the with the rafe lafrance squad right yeah so i remember and i want to say was was jock Vaughn on the team too yeah i think Jacques Vaughn was the, the leader over there uh randy not randy gregory uh fucking yeah rafe lafrance scott pollard i think was on that squad too um yeah i just remember paul pierce i was like oh that his game is weird like but he was thinner in kansas um but he i think he was all american that year and he was his game was was junior that year too yeah he was his game was interesting because it wasn't like super athletic but he was putting up points and you're like oh shit and then in the nba he just got you know bigger and he was clutch and he had a you know his longevity of his career i was like that is that's interesting how he kind of he was evolved. second to Antoine for a very long time, but was definitely better than Antoine. Mm-hmm. You know oh, for saying? sure, yeah. Antoine Walker was like, yeah, the original Paul Pierce in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, oh, this is yeah, Shimmy. Sh- sh- mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Oh man, yeah, the yeah the Celtics were down and out, but yeah, the the Lakers show. Um, it is fascinating. I I am intrigued by it because it kind of gives me, like I said, a visual of that era. And I, I like the way they do it and how it's very L.A. type, like very dramatic. And the way it's filmed, I was like, that was fucking classic. Whoever plays Kareem, yeah, that's a fascinating insight, too. Like the Jerry West, like you said, was fascinating. And then the Kareem, I'm like, oh, I would never do, think. Do you know about the guy playing Kareem? No, I do Did not. you look at it? He's an actual 6'11 player. He used to play for Cal and is a doctor. Oh, shit. Like doctor, doctor by, I think, I don't know if he's a doctor by practice like doctor or doctor by just have all his uh doctor degree oh uh, okay either but way he, uh, yeah interesting yeah don't yeah. die though so good casting magic is dude, whoever dude, casted yeah. magic oh yeah, yeah dude, like because well. sometimes i'm like i'm like i don't know how they did it but maybe they did some prosthetics and make them look kind of like magic because mm-hmm. there's certain parts of like yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. There's certain things, and I saw the preview for the next one with Bird. I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even even Jerry West, but it was like because I started looking it up, it was like like the the guy that's playing Norm Nixon is actually Norm Nixon's son. Oh sh- Oh yeah, I did hear something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty dope though. So, like how that team kind of got put together and the whole West head and the introducing Pat Riley and shit. And I, was, I was tripping. I was like, dude, they got Adrian Brody playing Pat Riley. Like what the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah. a serious actor. Like I'm like, Oh, so this fool's about to be, they're about to go into the slick back hair era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause, cause oh, he already saw shoot. part of it. He was like, he's already like looking at it. And I'm like, but even like just the dramatization, like the, the filming of it. Cause there was one part on one movie where, or one part where, uh, I think it was episode two where Jerry West was having it losing his shit or whatever, and he was mm-hmm. in the room in his draw, and all of a sudden it like did this like weird cutscene, you know, like a yes. like a, a scene like it skipped, and I and I had to replay it. I was like, it was like, oh, they, they do some like interesting filming techniques, you know, mm-hmm. that they like like cutting cutting things or or skipping words or all of a sudden jumping ahead by film cuts or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah, very interesting uh, editing that they're doing. I, I like it though. Interesting presentation. You know what I'm saying? Like the rewind, and then they do the talking to the camera. So they give a lot of different effects and a, a different feel for the whole thing. Because they'll look directly into the camera and shit, and that is that. You might want to stay around and think, watch this. Like, oh shit. Yeah, because well, the, the main ones are talking to the camera, Magic and Jerry West, and then and then now Pat Riley is doing it. I don't mm-hmm. think Cream has done that yet, but I absolutely loved. Even though even though it's like obviously for drama yeah. he's like i'm gonna get you 30 and 10 and we're gonna win yeah and he's like let me see this holy shit he really did you know oh, it's it's, and, cool. And, it's cool and i knew they had to replay the jumping up and down mm-hmm. the jumping up and down oh, well, yeah. what I remember that was like what yeah. with uh the celebration with, uh, yeah. magic well yeah because i was like because i remember that was one of the biggest things and and cream said like hey this guy you go to more games man you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, which I knew that was a factual part, you know, because yeah. I've heard it before. Yeah, the game's up there. I mean, my thing is this, and this is, you know, going back to my, you know, this is a, a play, right? Isn't it strange that the year that the Lakers are having this year in the media, this documentary comes out simultaneously? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, are we seeing, are they trying to mirror the idea that this team is like this team? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where it's like they just got to work out the kinks, yeah. get the right thing, no, no, and all it, of a sudden, it is it is ironic. I wonder how long this was in the making to make. Like when I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm in," but you know, yeah, I was I was in. And then I'm watching, and I was like, "I really hope there's another season." Actually, even if they did it, like not even have to do with magic, it just had to do with winning time, and it was all the winning seasons with the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. So they do one, they skip ahead, and then they do how Kobe and Shaq came together, right? And you just want Laker television. Like, you <laughs> just, I uh, yeah, no, no, just I re- go through no. every season, bro, just like no, no, that. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about the winning seasons and how they had to rebuild to that point. Yeah, that was saying? like at least 15 years. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, man, just, yeah, 15 seasons, whatever, it's cool, just do it. <laughs> no, 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 what, what, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Like, once they're done with this part, yeah. because it's, I think I, it's going to time jump or whatever, but then the next is time jump to like, how to get the Lakers back and play in in yeah in formation because they're like supposedly they showed Kobe Bryant I don't think he was there but Kobe Bryant was in the stand you know watching hey, it's a cool little shout out though, though. very right, cool right. shout out yeah that's how I, like. I like how they did only because seeing the NBA kind of take this route whether if the NBA is truly involved in this production which I'm assuming to some degree they have to be um just for like rights to use the names and shit you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah so if the nba is a part of this and this kind of being a wing of their entertainment i'm like that is a very interesting uh wing to introduce but i think it's cool because the amount of star power in it is baffling to me for a sports documentary's magnitude but then again it is the lakers and again it is trying to rebrand possibly you know the nba going forward and trying to give credence to you know, it's history and kind of rewrite it to some degree and kind of help propagate that. But like I said, with the Lakers in the state they're in today, I'm like, man, they about to be some 70 win team next year or some shit. It's that's how it's kind of shaping up. If however it plays out, I mean, I'm assuming AD and LeBron are there at least next year. Is that? Well, I don't sure? know, man. Like by all the talk, man, and how LeBron is kind of, kind of sensitive to stuff man he may leave you know you're like why am i going here stay here is he a free you know agent next year no he got one more year but oh, it's okay. just like after this is like i'm out you know because it's like so so bad and all the blame is going to him you know 
Well, and I and know. I get it, you're the star, huh? I know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, I'm, there's a part of me where maybe I'm I'm protecting LeBron too much, but I just listen to it. I was like, guys, you need to realize he's like 19 years deep into his career. Oh yeah, and, for and sure. Sitting there saying that it's all his fault when literally, like, I don't know what he could do more other than averaging 50 points a game. Exactly. At 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 his advanced age, in order for the win. You know, mm-hmm. and and honestly, to me, as a as a as a as a fan, of course, I wouldn't want them to go in. But as as like a, if I was a GM, I was like, shut it down. There's no why. Why am I going to risk you get injured? How about how about we shut it down? We take the fucking L, and what we do is right. We open up the gym underneath the underneath the crypto arena, right? Or crypto, yeah, crypto arena. Wait, crypto arena. Yeah. Yeah, crypto, like crypto ski skirt, right? Crypto arena, right? Uh, crypto arena, um, and and you guys, like, someone go in there, have Westbrook shoot all day, and you guys keep playing to understand how to play together. You know what I'm saying? And that'd be legal under like CBA rules. <laughs> I mean, the team can't do that. Right, the players can't. But like that, yeah, the team can't do that. Ah, uh, but you see it all the time. Players are get linking up and playing together, you know, for this. Yeah, that's true. In my mind, I think they try to keep some iteration of this team going into next season. With I can't predict what coach, but it's going to be a young one, most likely some upcoming mm-hmm. young coach that's just gonna, you know introduce some some high level of basketball next year that's what i'm thinking based if if, if this documentary is gonna have you what, know, what if coach k like comes it. in i retired from duke i just wanted to coach one year at the lakers just do one year You're like, oh chris paul like yeah. now i want to play d wade like right. i'm coming out of retirement like it would be something weird like that it'll be the, the banana players. boat brothers are back the, like the, what the they'll fuck? get destroyed by the young players man you need some young players to catch up you know I mean, like I said, if the NBA wants to make money, that's your that's your prize fighter for next year. Because the storyline is built up. The storyline is built up. You guys have an offseason that you guys are going to be covered day and night. I think dude, that's going to help dude, the league yeah. kind of have popularity again. I, people may not like it. I said, I, well, I, at one point I said it, it's better. The NBA is better when the Lakers are better, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like more people, it, it, because the people who love them are going to watch it, and the people who hate them are going to want want to watch them fail, right? Yes, so yes. them failing is a, a lovely to so many people, something to talk about, and it drives it. And people are going to be enamored because they're like, I absolutely hate the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. For for majority of people. Oh yeah, you know, because there's a lot of people that love. So, Laker fans are yeah. found everywhere and, in the world. And, <laughs> and who's and who's who's the person that uh, I mean, other than Westbrook right now, who's the person that people love to hate on too? LeBron, right? LeBron, right? So yeah, you man. get that person on that team. At the end of the day, even as big as uh, as Antetokounmpo is, as big as Jokic is, as ballers, as big as Embiid is, right? They ain't LeBron. Oh no. LeBron is something. This, I think, this LeBron is like a, a robot version, for sure. They got he's goes into some chamber, and he, there's like a whole bunch of them because whatever he's doing at that age, that's like. You remember when Hakeem went to uh, the Raptors? 
Yes. Okay, imagine Hakeem going to the Raptors and averaging 50, 16, and like right. 10 and 10. Like, so what? <laughs> I, know, I know we're talking about the show. We're talking about that. Let me, like, I was thinking about this today. I think, I think two of the most underrated players mm-hmm. in the history of the NBA are both Kareem and Hakeem. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, because, like, you know, Kareem, or Kareem gets overlooked but he's all-time at, at this moment he's all-time leading scorer lebron's gonna beat him never thought it was gonna happen lebron's gonna be there for sure crazy. you know uh crazy right That's but even so, so right yeah. because people will talk about rings well do, do, does anybody else know that he had six rings as well mm-hmm. people forget about that right mm-hmm. so cream cream gets his here and there or whatever but then i'm like hakeem olajuwon is one of the most underrated centers of all times. Like, I don't even know what the, I think I was trying to look it up the other day, what what the highest blocks somebody averages since this year. Like six, he averaged like six or some weird shit. <laughs> some five or six. Uh, so like, I, I, like how? And he see. was like 6'10". I was like, what? <laughs> Quick ass hops though, quick ass hops. Well, let me close my door right quick. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, what let's you got? See. Let's see. Let's see. Well, Cream is our Hakeem is the all-time leader of total blocks history. Um, Damn, that's gonna see. be hard one to catch. So, so Jared, Jared Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr. Just a lot of J's. J. Jonah Jameson um, is two point three, and I'm looking at that, and that's laughable considering that Hakeem almost doubled that. <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon. That's insane. And he, like I said, I think he clocked in at like maybe 6'11", 7 foot, but I think he was like 6'10". Uh, yeah, they, they, they say he's at 7, you know. How about that? Um, Otis Thorpe seemed taller than him. Dude, you know, he, he one year he averaged 4.6 a year. It was 2.7, 3.4, 3.4, 2.7, you know. So 2.3 is kind of low. And it, 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 I mean, it's still good, but it's like low in comparison to Hakeem, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting statistic right there. With the blocks? Yeah. How hard that is to fucking do against professionals. <laughs> Let alone just trying to get a block into like a pickup game. Or, or steals, How many times right? you ever see one? Like what? <laughs> or or steals. If you average over two, two steals a game, you're, you're, you're pretty yeah. good. You're you a thief. Game. You a thief. You a thief. You a thief. For real. A thief. I don't trust you. <laughs> The hide your bag. Yeah, yeah. For real. You shady. Hide, hide your kids, hide your wife, man. The thievery that you do. But Hakeem is definitely oftentimes overlooked as one of the best um, sinners. You know? No, I mean, I'm telling you, man, whatever this Lakers shit's going on, it's definitely keeping the headlines alive. Now, is that a sign of a, a you know the brand dying, or is this a resurgence of the brand going into next year? I, I kind of think the brand's dying to some some extent. Mm. You don't need you don't need LA to be big in, in this uh, day. Uh, you know, I get what you're saying. Because like because we're more global, we're more internet based. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Houston um, is still getting a lot of looks because Yao Ming is still the number one in all-star voting. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, what? What's going on? And people forget, like, a lot of the games are broadcasted in, you know, overseas. So that'll definitely affect, you know, ratings, money, uh, fandom. It's way different. Yeah. You know, that's why most NBA players will take their tours all through Asia. You know what I'm saying? During the off season, because they'll be like, oh, their fan base is crazy out there. Dude, no, for real. Like, when I started watching the thing on, on Stephon Marbury, I was like, yo, my dude was a G, man. He was Pioneer. doing, like, Pioneer. pioneer, man, just doing it, dude. And and out there, all of a sudden, like, quoting old, like, Chinese scriptures or whatever, mm-hmm. sounding like uh, 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 Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee Roy or whatever. He's like, no, that's a Nishan Chong yeah. dinner. <laughs> I feel he like he celebrated like a motherfucker. Man, his story is one of the most fascinating, and I think one of the dopest stories. Very truly inspiring. You know, thinking about you know his whole story to get to the NBA, his NBA career, and and then after, and then where you know at what it has become through you know his experience out there in Asia. It's like, what? That is crazy. I mean, that is so dope, Dude. though. You know what I'm saying? So dope. As a if a ball player, like, damn, you you reach those heights. You know what I'm saying? Just through the game of basketball, that's that's pretty dope in in those circumstances. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, well, being because where I'm at right now with my life and the health or whatever, I got kind of teary eyed watching it. I was just like, dang, things I forgot. You and I, even when I moved. I moved away, right? And we we were we would like hit each other up like, yo, Stefan Marbury and Kevin Garnett. Oh man. Oh man. Like I was like, this is going to be the nastiest duo of what we used to like the point big man thing type of thing, you know? Oh, this is pretty and, and then oh, it literally man. it literally like lasted maybe two years and it disappeared. Two or three years. Oh, and I was just like, are you serious? And I still remember that Slam Magazine when they had it like that. I was like, oh, now yeah. that one I wish I kept. I was like, oh, oh man. man. That one I love. Oh, I love that one. That would have been so good. But, oh, you know, well, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of those pairings that, you know, have, have graced the NBA lore, you know. And I think that's why, I, you know, the NBA brand, at least that's why I romanticize about it because I think that was its best shit. That was like, to me, what the monday night wars are or you know old nwa wrestling is like dude that was the golden era of you know the nba where it integrated everything culture music style like oh the best shoes were being put up at that time like the it was the basketball you know world was thriving college sports was fucking killing it you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Kentucky was bored out of it. You know, the fucking Memphis, the UMass, the UCLA, the Toby Bailey team, you know, that all that shit. That was all, you know, you go to a Foot Locker, college sports shit was everywhere just as much as all the pro shit. You know Bruh, what I'm saying? For real. And that was not, and, and you know, the crazier thing that I was just thinking that, that you're saying about that was like, I, I think now, I think now is, and, and though I don't think it is, it is. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't look at it this way. I think now the NBA is just too perfect. You know, like you know, like because of technology, like everything's just per- like, oh, the players look all a certain way. It's like 
while while then the beauty what made it perfect then was the imperfection of things it was so raw well right now it's so it's so um watered down ironed out that it just seems too perfect on certain things you know what i'm saying yeah it's this, very entertaining. I don't know, maybe I sound, maybe, maybe I think it's not weird. You think is it more entertaining now? I think the game itself is entertaining, like the actual game, like the actual mm-hmm. what you're watching. But I think where they are faltering, and this is through my lens, is like uh, the storylines just got to get better. You got to get better characters, better, you know. But I do like Embiid. I like the idea of Jokic. I think there just got to be a lot of them for people to really hone in. You know what I'm saying? Like on the sport and just really have, you know, some drawn out, you know, uh, battles. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, Olajuwon versus Robinson, Shaq versus Olajuwon. That was almost a pay-per-view. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, people was about to it, buy that. We, I almost bought that. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember the summer. Yeah, because Crunchy <laughs> Soft. Crunchy Soft. I remember that. And, and oh, now man. when you say that, I, I just think of what I, what I think of. Maybe it is this way now. And I, actually, the last time I felt that way, really, was was the last year Kobe played? You know, uh, he was literally the end of a whole, whole era, mm-hmm. right? But like back then, that was the I don't know, maybe it's that way, but I don't feel like it is. Maybe I've just removed. Back then, it was a it was literally about your willpower. You know, when you talk about that, it was like who's gonna willpower it out to win these things? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I say that because why I say that about the, the Kobe, I want to say that was the same year, that same year that Kobe retired, went out on 61, will or 60-something points. I think it was maybe just 60. The Warriors ended up doing 73 and 9. That's the same year the fucking Cavaliers willpowered their way back in to win. Yeah. You know, that was one of the better storylines the NBA has put together in a long time with the, you know, Cleveland versus Golden State. You know what I mean? Like in that whole drama series. That's a very good, uh, you know, uh, very good storyline for them. Two kids from Ohio. Yeah. Like for real. You know, what, you know? One that came from something but was under undervalued, right? Because he had a father, you know, legacy uh, athlete. Yeah, legacy athlete, and the one that came from nothing and overvalued or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And is the the king losing his throne to a new way of playing? Yeah, but didn't. Mm-hmm. He chased down, blocked it, and came back to win. Well, he didn't. His mm-hmm. team did because Kyrie hit a big shot too. But the characters, you know what I'm saying? In those in those series, like were must see TV. In, in the way that they put it together was very well done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the NBA's just, like, young. I mean, there's a lot of talent on the horizon, um, I, but we'll see how they finesse it, to be quite honest. I don't know what the lore was back then, but, you know, you could be a fan of a lot of different teams back then because everybody kind of withheld around, like, two superstars, and then there would just be good, you know, just – just good i don't know good good play good good matchups i mean having jordan be jordan at the time and then everybody uh all those hall of fame players you know kind of thriving all at the same time you're like damn Do you see they, were, they were all on different teams 
<clears throat> do you see a lot of individuals now or do you see like like a lot of archetypes um it's one i don't watch it as much but when i do catch you know highlights you know from time to time um i don't know it's hard to say i think i just because i watched it so much back then i think i just have a different understanding of it there's a little more it's more reminiscent to me where today's it's almost like i'm trying to figure out like who's who but also still like watching it but certain games i'm like uh different game i don't know can't really yeah I was, oh i was gonna say substance wise I'm, i think Luca is the future for me I, oh I like as much as people get on john Morant and he's exciting like okay i've seen i've seen egos i've seen this before you know the overly cocky stringy uh dude they got bounce mm-hmm. um it has yet to work in the winning situation for a championship when i watched lucas like he got like all like other than his athleticism which isn't that bad True. it's serviceable he has all these skills and i'm just like what the fuck like true very very skilled very skilled very advanced player but okay but this is the caveat for john or this is the john morant could be what if he transforms his game how jordan transformed his game maybe i mean i don't see i don't see him this the same as jordan though i mean Mm -hmm. i mean mean, not he made made a block he made a big block he made a big block but i don't I don't um for seeing being like defensive stalwart. I, like well, yeah, yeah, like, like Mike, yeah, Michael Jordan didn't take any games off. Um had an internal battery, but he didn't need to he also didn't I mean like this is more of a personal thing, personality thing, but he also didn't need to talk behind the mic about things. He was just like this is what it is, what well, well, next. But he'll talk to you on the court, but he didn't have to try to boast about who he was, you know what I'm saying, it, until the job was done. And what I see a lot now is there's a lot of players that talk a lot now before the job's completed, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I, that's what I see from Ja, you know? I th- I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not really a huge fan of Ja right now, ja right now because it's like, I've seen it before. Show me something different, dude. You know what I'm saying? The block, the block was fucking impressive, though. You know, because a lot of this is why this is why why I say this. A lot of his stuff is pure athleticism and not controlled, and that's where I see the to me the problem in, in this game. Right, it's that he's so special because he's athletic and doing all these things, but it's like it's 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 not even controlled chaos. It's just kind of chaos, you know. Yeah. And once he once he's able to know to turn that on easy 50 60 you know what i'm saying but right now it's just chaos at all times mm-hmm. very Maybe high energy weird for say. yeah very very high energy until until you can be like boom 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 and then be like yeah 10 10 left 10 straight you know mm-hmm. and then bring it in blah blah you know like yeah it's it's he's that that it's it's he's he's so hurt to jerky he's not under control. Yeah, his game is uh for me, for me, unique. you know. Yes. Like even even because people like he's in he's the next Alex Iverson. I was like, but even Allen Iverson was under control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> Allen Iverson was nice. 
Like if if, he, if that makes any sense, like his Allen Iverson was like whoop whoop boom. Like it was as much as he was flashy, it was like whack whack. He knew how to go in and out. It was mm-hmm. kind of a, a very precise thing. Well, when we watch a lot of John Morant, it's more of like a, mm-hmm. I don't know how you know crazy athleticism, <laughs> like crazy yeah. athleticism. I'm of the thinking the point guard, you know, the point guard curse where it's like the, you know, last dude to do it was Isaiah and then, you know, Magic. But after that, it was like Curry having a point guard. Oh, well, but, then, Curry. but then, but then it can no way Ashley Curry wasn't even not, wasn't even the, the MVP any ah, years. Boom. Been in the final. Boom. Boom. He'll get that when he's like 43, I think. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. His, his game going to uh, translate to some strange – he might be that dude that keeps on coming off the bench at 52. Like, you know, like Robert Ory at 52, like, Curry for the win. Like, again, he does it yeah. at 52 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, dude, because that game, that that style of game where it's like, you know, fucking spot up, clutch shooter, eh, you know, they, they last a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. As long, as long as you're a shooter, you're gonna last a long time. Mm-hmm. If you have to deal with their athleticism, sorry, you yeah. know. And as we see too, like John, the, the Grizzlies are good without Jaw. Yeah, that's true. Like the record is actually pretty good without him. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see if Jaw evolves. I mean, I'll always give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, not too many times, like you said. I think that that style of play definitely works against you. I think in the longevity, but. You know, if he has that superhuman recovery strength or just, you know, gets lucky to get all the way through, his game could, you know, possibly evolve. It's just, yeah, his size, I think, is definitely a lot skinnier than the the wings that we speak of, at least the super athletic wings, like the 6'5", 6'6", yeah. 190, mm-hmm. 210 cats. It's like, whoa, super athletic, yeah, like think- Vince Carter turning into like a three-point sniper, like in his yeah. 40s. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, like, I'm glad you brought that up because if he gains – 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, mm-hmm. right? And get it under control, he's easy 40 points a oh. night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have, but but because right now, a lot of it, like I said, when I watch him, it's a lot of like uncontrolled, mm-hmm. all over the place, just chaos. Mm-hmm. You know? Play like Jay Watkins and shit. <laughs> Breaking my ankle from, from just... <laughs> Running all over the place. Like, fuck, hey, but he dude, was quick like, and he was physical as fuck. Like he was like playing football out there. Like, yo, this fool's crazy. These <laughs> Delva Nova from the Cavs is Indian people. <laughs> just like, what? Even what? that dude, that oh. character in the game, man. That's what I'm saying. The NBA had some. Whoever was writing that script, you know, in my dumb idea, whoever's writing that script, good job whoever put those storylines together i mean i don't know you might be right like how did the lakers win on a coin toss that they didn't even they won to get magic on a coin toss according to the show oh man come on man what was the record before how do they get how do they get magic the pick, yeah, and they just had a season done with kareem and jerry west as the coach and then you know, how bad was that record i have to look that up and then and they lakers. had michael cooper the year before that you're like are there only like three teams picking in the top five and they're always New York, Chicago, Boston? Like, what's, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> Let me see. 77, 78 record. That don't even make no sense. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, 1977, 78 record. What were they? 
what? No. What? I said 1977. Like, and it literally shows. Oh, wait. It, show, it does show it. Okay. Uh, 19. They were. They finished fourth in the NBA Pacific that year. Oh. With Adrian what was Bantley. their record? They were, they were 45 and 37. And they still ended up getting the number one pick. Now, I think it was some, it, yeah, it was some weird Kermit, Kermit Washington. It was up, Unc. I don't even know, but uh, Kermit, do you want Jamal Wilk? Like, you almost had a, like, like you're a UCLA player, you're going to be like, yeah, you may be on the Lakers at that time. Uh, Norm Nixon, r- rookie. No, because who, who'd you say? Uh, Michael Cooper? Michael Cooper. I think was Michael like Cooper went that too. year. Okay. Well, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. How many first picks are they getting? When when did Michael Cooper get uh, and I didn't know Michael Cooper was from LA. I think he was the, the year before. Playing my, the dude who's playing Michael Cooper though is like, Michael I'm Cooper. Up, like you you look like Michael Cooper, man. And every time I hear Michael Cooper talk, because he talked like kind of like nasally, uh-huh, Michael Cooper. <laughs> you know? Yo, yeah, he was the, even, the fucking casting killed it. Um, uh, yeah, Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper just looks silly. Clover. I want to know who's going to play Byron Scott. Oh, I mean, like, I wonder how many episodes it is and how far they're going to go. I mean, obviously, I mean, okay, Pat Riley's coaching. It's going to go in the next season. (laughs) Uh, Michael Cooper's first year in the league was the 78-79. So, yeah, I guess he was, I guess he was a Laker. He played only three games. Oh, so was he was he like a super rookie. Was, was he even drafted? He had to be. He was like the first pick. Are you sure? I think so. Let me see. What are what are his? Oh no, that was AC Green. My bad. I'm tripping. Wait, AC Green was the AC, first pick. In the in the. But he was drafted by Phoenix. Now? No. Uh. Yeah. Wasn't he the first pick? You look like AC Green. Bitch, don't call anymore. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? <laughs> that just sounds funny. Oh, uh, he was, uh, so he was round three, pick 60th overall. Oh, round, oh that's California. Damn, he was doing like four rounds or something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and NBA turnover Boston, was crazy. <laughs> Motherfuckers had part-time yeah, jobs, and, like, I can't come yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't getting paid that much. It was like, what else I'm going to do about my legs? And yeah, you know, what am I do about my legs? Because, uh, like, what would what, <laughs> what we going to do about legs? Because uh, I believe I, I believe in some weird way they were Boston was able to claim Bird before he even got out of college. Come on, man. You get what I'm saying? Like, and it's okay. I don't give a fuck if it's scripted. If you if I know it's scripted, please write some good shit. Get some good characters up in here. Get some Rodmans in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to get some crazy shit. <laughs> Because the skill is there. The skill is there. We're just looking for personalities now. We're looking for like Embiid types, you know? Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm sounding like that old thing. Because I'm watching, I was like, I'm not into this. Per- I, I get it. It's that, it's for this generation. That's I'm true. like, I'm watching, I'm like, yeah. I'm just watching you know, my I'm old like, shit. I'm, yeah, you gonna watch your yeah, new shit. I'm, 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 a, I'm a film. Yeah, I'm a, uh, my music, my music love for the most part stopped around sometime 2013. Oh. When I when I when I was like about 31, I was like, okay, this is where it stops. Because everything <laughs> new, everything new is cool and all. I, I just, I, I just, it's just not me. 
I don't like it. That's it. I just don't. I just don't like. I mean, you get you get here things here and there. Like you're like, ah, J. Cole, why? Because you remind me of stuff I loved when I was growing up. Like ice tea sitting in the front of your uh, driveway, sun (laughs) ice, you know, sun 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 ice tea or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, do you like do you like Jack Harlow? I listen to his music. Okay. Um, it's catchy as fuck. I mean, but like I said, I feel very disconnected. It's not the same for me. But I I do respect anybody who makes music. But it's not yeah. something I'm like, oh, that's my go to. Like, oh, if I catch it, I mean, it's I I remember hearing on the radio. I remember, uh, you know, hearing a couple others tracks. I remember watching his Tiny Desk. Uh, I like it. It's just it's you know I'm just not in that John. I'm not in that you know universe anymore like that yeah i would say i would say like his stuff his stuff like i don't necessarily i mean i'm indifferent which is a good thing because i'm like i like for me i don't really care for love uh little baby right now the baby i'm like yo he he spit even if i I, like the baby can spit and something about him like yo Mm. his his stuff is pretty dope right Mm -hmm. um maybe it's the voice the cadence or whatever but then Jack Harlow, I'm like, it's good enough. Like if it was in, if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. That's how I feel. And mm-hmm. if it, if it's that, then it's good, good enough to me, you know. Oh yeah. But it ain't something that I'm like, oh shiz, my nids, you know. I would not match the rapping style to the face. So that's why when I first saw him, I was like, hmm. Yeah. I ain't surprised. You know what I'm saying? I always seen, at least, the idea of what hip hop music is. I've always seen it diverse. That's kind of where my thinking is i've seen it as a diverse idea so that's not too surprising and obviously we lived through the the eminem era and the you know even older than that yeah right? the everlast and you know the i mean i still i slept on mac miller man i, I slept miller, on yeah. mac miller was something disgusting i slept i slept <laughs> so bad I no like, i mean yeah. i wasn't really in that era i mean i was i i checked out his tiny desk and i was like oh okay dope and then the people he kind of you know circled around i was like but I wasn't ever into the music like that. I think I was just stuck in like a certain genre. I just kind of frozen time. It was like, oh, um, this is where my train got off. <laughs> exactly. All I was right. like, okay, yeah. guys, you know what? <laughs> Best of luck. Uh, yeah. I, I hope you got, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, tattoos all over the place now. I had oh, fun okay. with that. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. I was like, yeah, oh, I have fun with that. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. put up and I'm like, oh, I like it. But I, I, it's hard for me to like, oh, that's on replay. You know, but I'll, I'll yeah. catch my tunes here and there. I'll find some cool stuff, and you know, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty more eclectic now. I'd be listening to some weirdo shit, for real, for real. What do you mean weirdo shit? Like, like well, not weirdo like shit, this... but uh, right now I'm really into like old school, like breaks and just old school. And then you know, my my kid likes fucking Brenton Wood, so I'm like, I'm listening to just Brenton Wood. Like, I was like, that's yeah. just what I've been listening to. He loves, he loves listening to the music. So I'm like, well, cool. Let me just listen to some shit. So right now we've been watching a lot of DJing and a lot of breakbeat stuff, a lot of breakdancing, like old school, like uh, Bob Jones, you know, take me to Mardi Gras. Um, Bob Nautilus. Jones or Bob, Je- Bob James? Oh, Bob James. Sorry. Bob James. Not Bob Jones. Okay. Uh, okay. Jerry Jones dead. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, yeah, Bob, no, Bob James. James. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that, yeah, more. Oh, that's that's some great jazz right there. Fuck yeah. Um, so I'm just like, yo, I just Bob, been a little what is it? Bob Brub- I think it's Rob Brubrick or something like that, or something like that is another one too. There's another dude from Stockton that was fire, but oh, there's a lot of you that. say weird, but that's a that's a lot of jazz stuff that's like 
you know, chick Korea things like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's why I don't even really label it because when I get it in the ears, I'm like, oh, this is some okay, this is this is some messaging going on. <laughs> this music mm-hmm. is out of this world. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah, some yeah. other seek there's other some other frequency going on with this. This is okay. This is the right megahertz. This is this is tuning, fine-tuning some soul shit right here. This is this is speaking mm-hmm. to some higher dimension right now. For for real, mm-hmm. like a lot of that stuff is like timeless. You're kind of like, ooh, even though I love when people express music and I I love it in every sense of the way, and just expression of art is what I need to, you know, promote. Um but yeah, just when you hear shit like that, you're like, oh, this is oh, this is not from this world. This is uh it's, it's, lost. it's all it's like it's like music now is 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 made. But when I listen to like the Bob James or certain things like that, that's orchestrated. Like it was like literally like like there's all types of textures to it. Dun, 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 dun. You know, like and then like you know, like yeah. like like when I when I think of sometimes when I go back and I just listen to anything that that um uh oh I can't think of his name right now Quincy Jones. Oh, you know, shit, yeah. just putting together even Michael Jackson was just like, yo, how? Like the 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 textures, the the nasal kick that you did right there, or whatever, you know. It's just, yeah. I mean, I can go all day about that sometimes. Just, just, yeah. It's just like, ooh. I don't know music, but I just know what I like. And yeah, that that kind of shit. Um, just kind of re-listening to a lot of things from that, you know, from that vantage point, from that new set of eyes, new set of ears type thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I took a listen to like Beach Boys, like pet sounds or animal sounds or whatever. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. this shit is like, wouldn't it be nice if we like that shit? I'm like, oh, that is that is complex shit right there. To me, I'm like, oh, this is oh, this is that shit. This has some uh fine tuning. This is some weird expression of some kind of frequency for sure. Like I, I think back to watching Beach Street. And I remember there was the scene where uh, Ken, the the older brother, uh, the DJ, the music guy, like he was, you know, kicking it with his girl. And then they was doing like classical music or kind of like some jazz shit like that kind of, you know, composed music. And he was kind of like confused, like, I don't, you know, it's not my world. But then when he listened to the music, he's like, yo, that's the kind of shit I want to start producing. So there's a certain to me, when I think about that, I'm thinking frequency like in terms of whatever that feeling is resonating through that shit. And I know there's music out there being made right now that that's definitely on that, um, at yeah, least in varying levels. Yeah. So that's why when, um, you know, you find those things that are kind of buried and, you know, kind of out there, but you listen to them, it's like, what? This shit is sick. That's why I kind of like, you know, I kind of took a deep dive into like rock and, you know, kind of be listening to a lot of those things like Pink Floyd and shit like that. I'm like, Ooh, this shit is trippy. But I fuck with it though. Hard. Oh shit, hold up. Real quick. Kind of cutting out. Hold on. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, you're good. You're good. Okay, go ahead. Um, that's why when I when I when I bring up Mac Miller, I listen to some some of his stuff. I'm like, yo, like the sounds that he's using and some of his uh uh beats were just like dope, you know. It's like especially I don't even know how to I mean, as I produce and try to learn how to produce even better, it's a it's Ethereum sound 
but it's like this weird like swelling of sounds that are maneuvering within itself you know like the like type of i mean just for example i know i sound weird but but you get you know what i'm talking about i get what you're saying there's a certain texture there like you could fucking pick up on it's like a layering and shit it's very subliminal yeah no i agree with you man that music shit is is deep like that's why i started thinking about mozart and beethoven i was like yo is that for real because you listen to that music you're like yo this is made from some kind of this is some alien shit you know what i'm saying like what are you doing making this music at that time <laughs> in my head like nothing else nothing that else shit is, that shit is too advanced like that has to be some weird like is that for real you motherfucking playing a harp like what who made that like why is a yes, harp that is like made for for what that is pharrell <laughs> No, for you real, I, I'd be baffled by that. I'm like, what? Oh, you're playing an organ, bro? Like, dude, I've mentioned this before. You, I, dude, who the fuck is playing an organ? You know what I'm saying? You got, like, a whole yeah. four-story piano set on your feet and your fingers? Oh, yeah, this is what organs use. What? Oh, here's a harp. I'm like, that's a fucking guitar for a giant. Like, what are you talking about? Who making this? Right. Who's making this? Like, hey, dude, hey, bring this to the camp. Motherfucker, you want me to haul this all the way to camp to play? Like, why don't you make this shit smaller? Like, who, who is this for? And why the why fuck are you playing? Why is the only playing? women playing it? <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you get that through fucking baggage claim? Like, what is it? You got to break yeah. that shit down. Like, what is? How you be getting that to your gigs? <laughs> or, or like the the vibraphones as of late. I'm like, ooh, I'm which was that the one? Sound of the vibraphone. Uh, man, I wish I could bring it over. Um, it's the like the the ones were like ding, ding, like the ones that like that people like mallet type of things you know oh like, yes okay yes yeah yeah, yeah. oh ooh, ho, ho, ho. Right, oh. as of late i'm like ooh, i'm loving the sound of that let me see microphone sounds yeah frequency sounds that shit is fascinating Let's see is it is it yeah are these right here let me see I don't know if you can hear it from a hair, but I can hear a little bit. Yeah, so so the vibraphones are like, okay, I think I'm adding those in it because that's giving me the the, uh, the chill, uh, ethereal type of things that I'm I'm looking for. I like that shit. Yo, hey, can you get that on the loop for like 30 seconds and just send that to me? That's our intro. <laughs> right. Just that, just whatever you showed me. I, know, I don't know if that was an actual beat or you were just fucking with it, but yeah, get that. Loop oh, no, no, no. That, that, that was just a YouTube. That was just a YouTube. I'm going to send you a YouTube clip, but. Oh, um, yeah, no. I, I, I thought, just, like, I yo, I thought that was you. It. Oh, I thought that was no, you. Hey, no, no, no. Do that. I, do but, something like that and send that to me because that. Yeah, is, for sure. That's for sure, man. I like that. I like that. I think oh, it nice. says time to pull it in real quick because oh, yeah, 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 you good. Yeah, the yeah, bubble no. guts is kind of oh thank you, brother. Yes, sky high is 65 four, 65 four, something like that. Okay. Gotcha, Wait until we get to 69 giggity. Oh, 